Hey y'all, welcome to episode 14 of Relationshiping and Handling. It's a podcast about relationships and how to handle uh, those different relationships and different aspects of those relationships. Uh, I am Hunter, I'm your host. Uh, it's great to be back doing this. Uh, I know that I said that last time. Uh, once again, I was not good with uh, time management, um, something that has been a very big conviction on my heart this last week. Um, something that I do believe that God is saying, hey, you need to get better at. So um, that's that's definitely uh, something I'm going to be working on a whole lot. So hopefully you guys can hold me accountable to that one. I want to start off by letting y'all know a little bit more about me. Uh, I grew up in church. In fact, the joke is that I was going to church nine months before I was born. Um, and that's the truth because, you know, um, my family, um, they were constantly a part of church. Uh, church is a very big thing um, in my family. Uh, our spiritual beliefs and uh, in, in Christianity, uh, very integral, as you can probably tell by my podcasts. Um, but we didn't just go every single week on Sundays. Uh, a lot of people, that's like going regularly. Well, for us, it was not just Sunday mornings. It was Sunday nights, Wednesday nights for for kids and, and youth group. Uh, sometimes on Saturdays, whenever they were like project days and things like that. Um, anytime the doors were open, we were up there. Um, it didn't matter what day it was. Uh, we were very heavily involved in in the churches that we went to that I that I went to, and uh, in fact, when I was going to church as a little kid, I um, I kind of learned this little thing as as a very young kid that like really got my attention and and I really loved and and uh, it was taught to me. It was like here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open up the doors, and there's all the people, right? I loved it so much. I would show it off to other people, and and I did a little bit of changing on my own. And I go, here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open up the doors. Where's all the people? And they'd be like, oh, we're up on the roof. Um, I thought as a little kid that I was really funny by for coming up with that. But uh, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, and that is, where are all the people? Uh, I, I'm in Texas in, in the United States and I know that COVID has affected a lot, but man, our church has been open and allowing people in for, for months now. Um, and I'm still asking the question, where are all the people? Where, where is the church? Where are the people, the body of, of of Christ, where's where are all the believers? I want to give you all some statistics, and all of these were in the United States. Okay, so back in 2000, in the year 2000, 20 years ago, 20% uh, of the population was considered non-Christians or non-believers. Okay, and 20 years later, in in the year 2020, uh, and this is pre-COVID, this was in April of of 2020. That number had jumped from 20 up to 32%. That's a that's a jump of 12% in of non-believers in this country. Um of those who are believers, those who are Christians, um that they they claim to be 
non-practicing Christians, which I don't really, I don't know if you can call yourself a, a believer or a Christian, but that's for another time. Um, basically, those who aren't going to church, um, in, in the year 2000, 35% said that they were non-practicing Christians. In the year 2020, so 20 years later, that number jumped from 35% up to 43%. That's very alarming. Uh, that's a that's a huge jump in, in percentage-wise of people who are not going to church on a regular basis. Um, and, and there's probably some other things there, but the, I think probably the big thing is um, that, that it's people not going to church. Another thing that came out uh, just in in the month of October, uh, I read that of those who said that they regularly attended church pre-COVID, so in 2019, those who said, yes, I attend church regularly, of those people, 33% said that in the month of, I think it was either September or October, 33% said that they had attended in-person services, like had gone to church physically, only 33%. And 72% said that they only or also watched services online or on, on the TV. I mean, only a third of those who said that they regularly attended church went to a service in the month of September, October, uh, whichever month that was. That's crazy. And some of y'all might be going, yep, that's me or, or whatever. And, and might be asking, so why is this such a big deal? Well, the reason is, uh, and I'm going to look at our core scripture, which is in Hebrews 10, uh, 24 through 25. And it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And before we dive into this, guys, let's, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for allowing me to the opportunity, the platform, to be able to talk about these things, to be able to talk about you, God. Um, thank you for putting this on my heart. God, I pray that you just move me out of the way and speak through me. Uh, I pray that each person listening will open uh, their ears and their hearts to listening and hearing from you today, God. Uh, I love you and I thank you. And I pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, to give you guys a little bit of background, um, the book of Hebrews, um, we don't know specifically who the author is because it doesn't really say. Um, there's a lot of people in the camp, and, and I'm probably in that camp, uh, about 95% in this camp of, of believing that it was Paul who was the author. Um, if it was Paul, um, it was written around like 60 AD or so. I, I'm pretty sure that I read that correctly. Uh, around 60 AD, so the first century, uh, and it would, and it, it's thought to have come from Italy, so probably somewhere near Rome, near the Roman Empire, 
um, if this was in fact Paul, it was probably during the time he was, uh, the, the second time that he was arrested that he actually wrote this letter. And uh, during this time, Christians were very much truly persecuted for their beliefs, not just by the Jews, but also by the Roman Empire. This was during a time where, where um, they were lighting Christians on fire to, um, you know, light the roads um, and all of that. And so it was very costly to be a Christian, uh, to be a believer at that time, but there's also power in numbers. Um, of course, although that was the case, there were some who stopped gathering together out of fear and, 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 and out of fear of being punished or out of fear of, of, you know, dying. And I, I gotta say, I would probably have that fear as well. And so because of this, like stopping uh, of, of meeting together, these Christians, these believers started to drift away from their faith and drift away from what the truth was. And so that's where, that's where Paul or whoever it is that wrote this is, is, is saying all of this. And he's saying till the day draws near or, or you know, as some uh, translations have, and that's basically, it's saying like, as the second coming of Christ uh, draws near. And if you're in the belief of a lot of people that I go to church with and a lot of people that I respect um, believe that the end times are, are upon us and very close, well, then this is, this is written to us as well. Let's not stop meeting together as, as fellow believers. And let's encourage one another to do that. Uh, also, the this is the only time in the book of Hebrews that the word that we translate for one another is actually used. Um, it's used throughout the New Testament, but this is the only time that it's used in in uh, the specific word is used in the book of Hebrews. And what this actually refers to is it refers to us as a body spurring each other on and encouraging one another, not leaders in the church, whether it be pastors or elders, encouraging the rest of the flock. So this is very, it's pretty encouraging. And it tells us that it gives us authority to encourage other people. It pushes us to encourage other people and it encourages us and kind of nudges us to even take that authority to do those things. So why is this so important? Well, I would say one of the biggest reasons why it's important is because when you gather together, you encounter God's presence. Now, I've heard a lot of people, um, and, and a lot of these things are true, say to me things like, you know, being a Christian, it doesn't hinge on whether I go to church or not. I can be a, a Christian without going to church. Uh, I can experience God's presence without going to church. Um, God lives in me. Uh, the Holy Spirit is inside of me. So I have communion with him and I'm in his presence. And that's all true. But the church is, is a very important uh, part of being a Christian. So I want to go to Matthew 18 uh, verses 
uh, 19 and 20. And I'm going to read what uh, Jesus uh, says. He says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. Uh, other translations, it says, where two or more gather together in my name, I'm there with them or I'm in their presence. But really what that is, is it's a concentration of believers together, bringing the Holy Spirit together and, and, and having God at the center of it all. And it, it, it doesn't say when you, when you are by yourself and you, and you call on my name, then there I am. No, he says we're two or three or two or more gathered together. There I am. And Jesus ultimately here is talking about the church. Uh, Jesus endorses the church. He actually in this in this chapter in in chapter eighteen, uh, a little bit before that, he's talking about the church itself and how to deal with even people who are in sin in the church. So Jesus definitely endorses the church, and the presence of God is one hundred percent in places where um, multiple people are and they're gathering in the name of Jesus. In, in God's name, they're gathering together. It's not just, oh, we're hanging out and we're talking about sports and whatnot and their God is. No, it's, it's, it's where multiple people are and they're calling on uh, and they're meeting together in the name of Jesus. So I think, I think uh, I, that that's one that's one way that I do believe that God it, it definitely does um, endorse the church and thinks that the church is very important. Um, let's jump over to James five fourteen through 16. He says, uh, this, is, this is James, uh, Jesus' brother. Uh, he says, is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick, per the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And the, the point that I want to get here is, is the fact that if someone's sick, you're supposed to call the elders to pray over that person and anoint them with oil. How can an elder or anyone else pray over someone and anoint them with oil if they're not together in the same place? Again, this is another instance where there's the presence of God healing, performing miracles, where it's essential to get around other people. Miracles and healings happen in church. When you go to church, whether it's whether it's a, a miracle of the mind or healing of the mind or the heart or the or the spirit or 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 even physical stuff, I've seen these things happen. Church is very important. Another reason why this is such a big deal is that God speaks to us via the church. I mean, think about it. Out of the twenty-seven books in the New Testament, twenty-one of them are letters or uh, what they're called epistles to churches 
or to pastors of those churches. And then plus, plus there's even Revelation at the very end of the Bible, which actually has seven letters to seven churches. So the majority of the New Testament and what we get as far as like the teachings of Christ and, and teaching of the gospel comes from letters to those different churches. And, and during that time, until the Bible was compiled, preaching and, and hearing preaching was one of the only ways of spreading or learning the gospel. I believe that that is true even today. That going to church and experiencing and listening to your pastor, uh, truly being involved, it, it, it's there's there's knowledge there, and and there's spreading of the gospel. I think it is very important. Now, some people would say, well, you know, because of COVID, what's wrong with only watching or participating with church online? I, I would I would respond back and say, well, because you're isolated and that makes you pretty easy prey because if you're only watching, then 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 you're probably by yourself. I mean, if you're with a group of people, then that's that's a little different. But if you're just watching or listening to a sermon as you're driving, I don't get me wrong. I do it. I listen to sermons. I I, you know, I watch um, my church whenever I can't be there, whatever. It's okay to do that, I believe, every once in a while. But but I do believe that you become easy prey and, and because you're isolated. In in First Peter uh chapter five, verse eight and nine, Peter 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 writes this Be self controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So, what this is saying is, is Satan, the devil, is looking out for people to devour like a lion. And how do, how do lions hunt? Well, they pick off the weak the sick, and those who are alone. You're not, you're not going to, if you're an antelope or whatever, uh, or a sheep or, or whatever the case may be, if you're in the herd and, and you are healthy and you're sticking with the herd, chances are you're not going to get picked off by a lion. And that's just, that's just the truth. And if you're not going to church, being a part of the, the gathering of the body of Christ, then you're probably pretty easy prey. Now, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, um, a very popular verse, it says, Though one may be over overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. One person easily overpowered. Two, you can stand back to back and defend yourselves. But three, a cord of three, if you've seen a, a, a rope that's like braided, it's pretty hard to cut that rope. So a cord of three, so basically you, another person, and Jesus, as I've heard it, can usually withstand a lot. And 
And I'll say this on isolation. Isolation typically leads to depression, anxiety, anger, fear, different things like that. And, and why the alarm for those different emotions? Well, because suicide is very real, guys. Let me, let me share with you guys just a few statistics on suicide just within COVID, just since COVID hit back in March. In Japan, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but in Japan, in, during the month of October alone, the number of suicides that occurred in October in Japan outweighed, were more than all of 2020 COVID deaths in Japan. There were more suicides in one month than there has been COVID deaths in Japan from the span of March or, or well, really the beginning of the year to right now in, and this was, this was done, this, I read this like a week ago. And in the U.S., 40% of the population reports struggling with mental health or substance abuse during the time of COVID. And of those 40% of the, of the population, 11% of those people said that they seriously considered suicide. I mean, this is, this is huge. Suicide is spurred on by isolation because of depression, anxiety, all those other things. So why aren't people going to church in person? My estimate, fear. And Paul has a little something to say about that. In 2 Timothy uh, 1.7, Paul says, this is one of my favorite verses. Paul says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. I'm not saying be don't be cautious about COVID because it's very real. Jasmine works in the hospital. I hear all sorts of horror stories about COVID. I'm not saying don't be cautious. But what I am saying is, and and believe me, I've had it. It sucks. It really sucks. And it, and it knocks me on my butt for quite a while. But what I'm saying is don't let that fear of COVID, quit letting that affect your spiritual health. The last time that I talked, I talked about authority and submitting to authority. And I said, the only exception to uh, submitting to uh, personal authority is whenever they tell you, not to live by the three commands that God told us to live by. And that is love God, love others, and spread the gospel. So if we're not going to let other people tell us and, and, and keep us from spiritually growing, then why are we going to let the fear of an illness, of something that, it, that God is so much bigger than, control us so much that we don't go and do what, what ultimately Paul or whoever it was in Hebrews was urging us to do, continue to meet together, gather together in the name of Jesus. So I just want to wrap this up and say, get up and go to church. Quit giving in and allowing the devil to win. It is so important to be in church around the body of Christ and around other believers. You've heard the expression said, 
You're only as strong as your weakest link. Well, if you're not going to church, if you're not joining your brothers and sisters in the gathering together at church, then you're bringing down the whole body. And I know this might strike some people the wrong way. And you might think that I'm I'm taking a political stance on, on this whole COVID and whatever, and I'm not. I'm just speaking what God has, has already put on my heart. And I believe as, as Christians, as believers, that we need to continue to meet together. Because I do believe that the time is coming. The end time is coming. And we're going to experience quite a bit of persecution. And one of the first things that's going to happen is they're going to start trying to make us not meet together. It's already happening across the, uh, across the world and across some of this country. So get up and go to church. Do not let COVID or anyone else tell you not to meet together. And, it, and even if you don't go to a church building, get together as a body of believers in Jesus' name and, and, and learn and, and spread the gospel. I, I really hope that you guys take this to heart. And hopefully this week I'm going to have a lot better uh, time management. <laughs> And I hope to see you guys next week. Um, I've got a couple of ideas toying around in my head. I, I think I'm going to go with kind of a Christmas theme over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas. But again, guys, I love y'all and, and I hope that y'all are blessed. I, I, if you do have something to say, please, please submit it in the comments. Uh, if you if this touched you or if you feel like someone needed to hear this, then please send it along to them. Share this episode. Anyway, until next time, guys, I love y'all and God bless you. See ya.